Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We have our first ever British WWE. Heavyweight champion. We'll get into all of that and everything from both nights at WrestleMania 36 right now. My name is Tom Campbell, and for Monday, April the 6th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Claymore! A fourth Claymore! Two! McIntyre fulfills his destiny! McIntyre, a WWE champion! And the new! I cannot believe it! I cannot believe Drew McIntyre has finally achieved his goal! What incredible resiliency for the now new WWE Champion! So that was the moment. Drew McIntyre fulfills his promise to the wrestling world and claims his first WWE Championship in the main event of what will go down in history as the strangest WrestleMania you and I have ever known and hope to ever know again. Uh, It was a short match between Drew and Lesnar in the final spot of the weekend. Several F5s, several Claymores, and all of a sudden, after the dust had settled, Drew McIntyre was the guy. This was a huge night. For Drew McIntyre and the the conversation for a lot of it has been that it's heartbreaking that this hasn't happened in front of tens of thousands of people. This was obviously going to be how WrestleMania was going to close out at Raymond James Stadium, but not the way it's fallen. But be that as it may, Drew McIntyre becomes the first British-born WWE heavyweight champion. So we're all excited here at British-based Cultaholic Wrestling, as you can tell. Um, This makes uh, Drew only the second ever person to win the NXT and the WWE Championship. The only other person in that very elite company is Seth Rollins. So congratulations to Drew McIntyre. That was the final title change of the weekend. Quite a few titles changed hands at WrestleMania itself on night one. We saw Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in the opening match become the women's tag team champions for a second time. Uh, That was the match that opened the entire weekend. Uh, Good result uh, for those guys. Mojo Rawley became the 24-7 champion as well uh, after pinning R-Truth. Fell out with Gronkowski uh, whilst up in the balcony at the Performance Center. More on that in a little while. And Braun Strowman replacing Roman Reigns became the Universal Champion in record time, uh, defeating Goldberg after three spears. 
uh, was he survived three spears rather. He then hit four power slams on Goldberg to get the win. So Braun Strowman is your guy on on Friday night SmackDown. Now uh, on to night two. The night opened with another title change. It was Charlotte Flair becoming the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Dave from the Wrestling Observer uh, was chatting on Wrestling Observer Radio just a couple of hours ago uh, about a number of things from WrestleMania. Uh, in regards to Charlotte's victory, there was some confusion as to why Charlotte went over Rhea Ripley here because Ripley's just been so hot at the moment. And uh, Dave says that apparently they want Charlotte Flair on NXT on Wednesday nights because they want to win Wednesday night. That's the new strategy. So having Charlotte Flair on top of Wednesday nights as the women's champion, uh, that is looking like where they're going. Uh, Rhea Ripley chasing by the looks of things. Uh, we'll see how that one pans out. But Charlotte Flair becoming the NXT Women's Champion once again. We saw Rob Gronkowski become the 24-7 champion on the second night as well. Uh, after he pinned Mojo Rawley, there was a, a big old brawl that completely broke the boundaries of social distancing. And Gronk became the 24-7 champion. And of course, as we have talked about, Drew McIntyre on the final match of the night became the WWE Champion, defeating Brock Lesnar in the process, rounding out two nights of WrestleMania action that has been, there was there was a lot to digest over those two nights. Uh, I personally want to tip my hat to everybody that worked WrestleMania weekend. I know this has been the strangest of times. The fact that we've watched a taped WrestleMania is the weirdest part of all. You can tell at certain points uh, how edited these shows were. There was a couple of occasions when uh, it felt like there was bits of the match were edited together, bits were cut out. Uh, they used crash mats quite a bit around the ring. If anybody was taking a big fall outside of the ring, uh, they'd have a crash mat set up and then they'd remove the crash mat before they cut to them. So they can do stuff like that when it's pre-recorded. And I, I have absolutely zero issue with this because why not protect the guys that are working? <laughs> I don't have any issue with this. They did use that in the ladder match on night one. There were crash mats for some of the falls that Jimmy Uso took, we understand. And again, it's protecting you guys. No issue with that at all. Uh, so there was quite a lot of that. But away from sort of the, the tweaking of the matches in the arena, uh, which fair play to everybody for doing because it's must. I can't imagine how peculiar it must be to be putting on a wrestling match in front of zero people because you feed off the, the energy of the crowd that just isn't there. So, so much love and respect for everybody that did it. But of course, the big talking points from over the weekend, as well as the changing of the guard for the WWE Championship, it was, of course, the two special attraction matches that stole the show. Uh, let us start with this one. You and me now, AJ. Ow. Just you and me, buddy. How are you still standing? I had you. I had you dead, Barry. The Boneyard match. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. One hell 
of an undertaking. It has come to light that this was an eight hour production to put this together. Uh, there were plans early on to use an abandoned ditch, to use a bridge, to use more of the roadside for the entrance for the undertaker who drove into the drove into the graveyard on his motorbike. However, there just wasn't time to secure a permit to film where they wanted to uh, since it was the property of Florida. And obviously they were filming this as Florida was shutting down and telling them to wrap up. So they it was a race against time to get this done. They had eight hours to film this this uh, this boneyard match. A lot of chatter between, uh, between AJ Styles and The Undertaker during this match. A lot of smack talk spoken. Um, looks like it wasn't the original script. Uh, they requested both Styles and Undertaker to improv, do a little bit of free, a little bit of uh, free form dialogue during the during the Boneyard match, which does explain some of the kind of wrestling isms that are used throughout it. Triple H uh, was apparently incredibly happy and encouraged both men just to chat and do as much talk as they wanted during this, uh, just to just to add a little bit of tension, a little bit of aggression to what was going on as well. Um, at the very end of that match, of course, Undertaker dumps uh, soil onto the grave with AJ Styles underneath it, and we see Styles' hand coming out of the of the of the grave uh that's a prop obviously triple h and michael hayes found the hand while on location they just found it and they're like how can we use this why would you why would you leave a hand in a graveyard i don't know but either way they found a hand on a graveyard and they were and they said well how can we use this oh i know let's put aj's glove on it let's have it sticking out of the ground it's a nice little arc back to in your house buried alive in 1996 <laughs> remember when undertaker's hand came through and vince went the undertaker will live forever uh that one so eight hours of production to bring the boneyard match together i personally thought it was wonderful i thought it was fantastic i thought it was what the world needed right now and i've never been massively on board with these overproduced uh skits uh, on a wrestling show but you know what with everything going on in the world i wanted to escape wwe let me escape with the boneyard match i loved it so much more uh AJ Styles was not the first person that came to mind for The Undertaker for an opponent. In fact, uh, it was Kurt Angle that suggested AJ Styles to The Undertaker. This comes from Mark Raimondi of ESPN. He says he talked to Kurt Angle a while ago and Kurt said... The Undertaker had been talking to him recently and he was disappointed in his match with Goldberg and wanted to redeem himself. It was Angle that said, uh, what about wrestling AJ Styles? It'll be the best match you've had in years. And that was what got the conversation started about Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Of course, this was meant to be like a match set in a ring in front of tens of thousands of people. It was the return of Biker Taker. That was always sort of how it was pitched anyway. It was going to be a feel-good moment see the Undertaker ride down to uh, the ring on the bike again but things happened a pandemic broke out Wrestlemania left Raymond James and the decision was made to create a couple of moments throughout the weekend that weren't set in a in, in a in a performance center environment just something that moves the show along and creates something a little bit different and the Boneyard match was born and it was quite quite the match uh, this has been hinted as the undertaker's final match he put a picture on instagram of himself leaning up against the tractor during the match 
with the caption, it was a hell of a ride. Hashtag Boneyard match. Hashtag WrestleMania. Hashtag 30 years. So this could be the last time we see The Undertaker. The Undertaker wanted to go out on a high. And I personally think he did. If Mick Foley has anything to say about it, that won't be the case. Mick Foley uh, sent out a video tweet shortly after this match aired, uh, asking or demanding Vince McMahon put him in the next Boneyard match. This could be a thing that we have every single year at WrestleMania. And you know what? Not even mad. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What makes you think you got what it takes to hang with Bray Wyatt? Ruthless aggression. Wow! Whoever thought this was actually gonna work? I'm not gonna lie, this is this is pretty embarrassing, you know. <laughs> Ruthless aggression! Oh John. I am literally living your biggest failure right now. I'm not gonna lie. It's sad. <laughs> I guess I can see why you almost got fired, right? <laughs> Ruthless aggression! <laughs> you can love, but you can't touch. <laughs> Ruthless aggression. <laughs> Wow, John, you know what I'm thinking right now? Is this, is this really what you want to do with your life? So then on the following night, we had the Firefly Funhouse match providing the off-site shenanigans. And wow, wow, this, this was, this was a thing. This took quite a bit of unpacking and it was filled with moments and memories and stories and 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 very home truths from Bray Wyatt and the fiend 
And a lot of this, we understand, came from the mind of Bray Wyatt. This is a, the story that Bray Wyatt wanted to tell. And John Cena was more than up for everything. So John Cena played a blinder in this match, turning up as prototype John Cena, turning up as Dr. Thugonomics John Cena, uh, NWO John Cena. And um, I the, we've just put um, WrestleMania graded on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Uh, as time of recording, it's on there right now. And uh, I go into a bit more detail on there as to what I think a lot of the symbolism means. Uh, and I'd like for you to to have a watch and see whether you agree. It's on the YouTube channel right now. Uh, Matt Hardy from AEW reached out to congratulate Bray Wyatt on the success of the Firefly Funhouse match. He, he tweeted, congratulations, my compere. He tweeted out. Uh, Wyatt responded with a tweet that featured three black hearts as well. Uh, Matt also tweeted to say thank you uh, to a lot of people who were praising him due to the cinematic boneyard match between AJ and The Undertaker. A lot of people uh, think that the, 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 the reason this match happened and the way that it happened is, is partly down to Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy really changed the industry with the final deletion. Uh, in, in Impact Wrestling, that when that match happened, it was a game changer. And you've seen, and we've seen WWE try and do similar things since then. Um, they now have Jeremy Borash on the books, and in some of the pictures for the Boneyard match, you can see uh, Jeremy Borash like in amongst the production crew. Borash was one of the guys who helped put the final deletion together with Matt Hardy. So bringing him on board and making him part of this setup was 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 a perfect idea. A perfect idea. So a lot of the a lot of praise for that match has gone to Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt tweeted Thanks for all the really nice and kind words, guys and gals. This is the strongest I've ever been put over as a singles competitor on a WrestleMania. Ironically, though, I compete on AEW now. See you Wednesday at 8 o'clock on TNT. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And there's some truth to be said for that. Matt Hardy was very much a trendsetter for these types of matches. But to go back to the Firefly Funhouse match, though, all of this was... Uh, the, the, the minds of Bray Wyatt and a few select other people. Uh, John Cena very much in on all of this as well. Uh, a compelling bit was uh, a scene during that Funhouse match which featured Bray Wyatt dressed as Eric Bischoff uh, welcoming John Cena to the NWO. Uh, and it was all a bit, it was intimating the discussion of John Cena's heel turn. That's what this was about. The guy who never turned heel and it always was rumored there was a heel turn coming. Um, there was a heel turn coming. Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, when discussing this portion of the match, says the following. There was even a time that Vince had decreed that John was going to be heel. John had heel gear made. And then Vince goes, that's effing stupid. He's our number one merchandise seller. The face of our company doing all this Make-A-Wish stuff. So it never happened. But I like the idea that we got as far as ring gear for John Cena as a heel. And I'm intrigued as to how that would have looked. Uh, the Firefly Funhouse match, though, was something else. Uh, it's, I, 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 like I say, on the, on WrestleMania Graded, on the Cultaholic YouTube channel right now, I have attempted to unpack it. I, I don't know whether I need to watch it a couple more times before I give a definitive conclusion on what was going on. But, oh, amazing, amazing. There were nearly fans at WrestleMania 
as we find out as well. Uh, Sports Illustrated reported this. Uh, Chris Adorno is known as Ringside Charlie. He has attended the first 35 WrestleManias. He's been at all of them, and this was the first one that he missed. Uh, it was revealed, though, by Chris that WWE had considered bringing some fans into the Performance Center for the tapings, and WWE had told Charlie, because of his commitment to coming to every WrestleMania, that he was at the top of the list. So it was possible that WWE were going to bring some fans in but as a result of some very strict guidelines with capacity that didn't end up transpiring so we kept with the empty performance center uh, I'm sad that uh, Chris Adorno ringside Charlie has broken his Wrestlemania streak it was the the last great Wrestlemania streak after the Undertaker's ended at 30 thinking of you Chris um, so that's Wrestlemania 30 we go into greater detail on the YouTube channel as I say uh, night one and night two graded is there right now as is night one and night two what happened at and night one and night two WTF moments with Ross Tweddle check out the channel as well for our reactions to everything uh, which are which are dropping in the next couple of days it's been a wild 48 hours here at Cultaholic, and we thank you for continuing to love and share what we do. Um, and, you know, we don't mind working these redonkulous hours over WrestleMania weekend because we, we love you and we love the and we love to be able to bring content like this to you. And we thank you for supporting us in everything that we do. Happy WrestleMania weekend. We made it to the oak, we made it to the oak tree on top of a hill. If you watch Graded, you'll get that. But we made it. We absolutely made it. So now WrestleMania is done. What happens now? Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer says that WWE are looking to tape SmackDown sometime between now and Friday. There was a location that they're trying to keep a secret. It's supposed to be in a shutdown state, but we'll see what happens. So maybe they won't be able to do it. Maybe they will. But that is the goal. So hopefully SmackDown will be on Friday as normal. They were certainly advertising it, I believe, during uh, WrestleMania. So there's high hopes that there'll be something on SmackDown's time slot on Friday. Um, and then from there, uh, it's all a bit up in the air still because Florida is now shut down until the end of April. Unless they've got somewhere in a state where things aren't shut down, not quite sure what will occur. But they're certainly continuing business as usual on the outside. WWE is also still advertising for Money in the Bank 2020. This is the next pay-per-view post-WrestleMania, scheduled for May the 10th. Now, it was meant to be from the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. However, obviously with what's going on, it's unlikely to be from there. The pay-per-view is still scheduled for the 10th of May, but there's no word yet on where it might take place. It could very well be back in the Performance Center in Orlando because by the time they get to uh, May, the sanctions may have been lifted. And, you know, we're, we're optimistic that they don't extend them for another month in Orlando because as long as they end it on April the 30th, it means that WWE can get back in the Performance Center um, and crack on with what they need to do. And so chances are we may get a similar issue with Money in the Bank where we have a pre-taped uh, TV show, pre-taped pay-per-view. That may very well be what happens. We will see. Uh, we found out over the weekend as well that uh, Vince McMahon, along with Dana White of the UFC and several other heads of sporting leagues, met with Donald Trump. 
and Donald Trump, the president of America, uh, says he wants everyone back in the arenas by August. That is uh, the timetable, according to uh, what Dave Meltzer tells us on Wrestling Observer Radio. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is nervous that people won't go back to arenas because uh, obviously a lot of people have lost their jobs. So there's some financial uncertainty uh, and also people might be scared of going out into large crowds since this has happened. So uh, Trump was meeting with all these sports bodies to try and discuss incentives and tax breaks and things like that that would encourage people to get back into the arenas uh, once all this starts to calm down in a few months time. Uh, We'll keep an eye on that one in terms of where that goes from there. Uh, As far as AEW's taping situation goes, uh, they are taped pretty much until the middle of May. They use their time very wisely at the undisclosed location in Georgia, which shut down on Thursday. Uh, And they spent three whole days taping from morning to night. And they have taped pretty much everything that takes them up to double or nothing on May 23rd. Uh, This includes the entirety of the TNT Championship Tournament, among many other things. Obviously, there'll be other things to add into this. There's off-site stuff that hopefully they'll still be able to record to add into the show as well. We will see. Uh, But AEW are now in essentially shutdown until May. But you won't notice it. You'll see television every Wednesday from Dynamite. So whilst I don't want to cause panic stations by saying AEW is shut down, uh, because they are, but... You'll, you'll still get Dynamite every week. Like, like there'll still be stuff to talk about. AWTF moments will still happen. Graded will still happen. All of that will still happen. Uh, for Double or Nothing itself on May 23rd, similar to Money in the Bank with WWE, nothing has been said. Uh, it's set, that one is set to come out of Las Vegas, and they've not announced uh, yes or no to that event. Uh, I guess it's the case they're going to see how the world is looking by the end of April and make a decision a little closer to the time. So if you have tickets, uh, just keep an eye on uh, AEW social media because to see whether or not you'll actually be there. We'll keep an eye on it, of course, here as well. For this week, though, AEW President Tony Khan announced via Twitter uh, that we're going to see Hikaru Shida facing Britt Baker in a singles match uh, after what happened last week on Dynamite. Also, Lance Archer is going to be in action again after he beat Marco Stunt. He's on a bit of a roll. Oh, and this week, it's Tony Schiavone on commentary with Chris Jericho. Expect banter. (laughs) Uh, This is as well as Cody facing Sean Spears in the opening round of the TNT Championship Tournament. So it should be a fun episode of AEW Dynamite when we get there this week. On Twitter last night, there seemed to be a little bit of a spat between Killer Cross and Nia Jax. Uh, This exchange happened uh, during Liv Morgan's match as a fan wondered why Liv Morgan was trying to copy Scarlett Bordeaux's look. You may notice that uh, if, you, if you're a fan across the board, you'll know that Liv Morgan's attire very much looks like what Scarlett Bordeaux wears for her attire. Scarlett Bordeaux, of course, being the girlfriend of Killer Cross. So when this fan tweeted about this, uh, Killer Cross responded with, great question. Nia Jax saw this and immediately came to defend her friend Liv Morgan and said, you better take an effing seat real quick, dude. Uh, Cross has not responded to any of this, nor has he responded to a lot of the other tweets that have come his way. Uh, He did respond to a group of fans that were arguing in the thread. Twitter being Twitter. Uh, He he said that none of the social media stuff was serious and we should all calm down. And he's probably right. 
Let's end on a happy note, shall we? Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, congratulations to you both, announcing an engagement to be married this weekend. Uh, they posted a video on Instagram uh, noting it was their anniversary, and he actually tricked her into believing they were going to take a photo for his parents when they went for a walk along their favorite spot with their dog and instead he got down on one knee and did the proposal. We're going to have an AEW wedding. So I'm expecting if this is a wrestling wedding, um, I presume Joey Janela will crash it, maybe. He will, he'll, or maybe the vicar will take off his... Uh, his, uh, his, his mask and reveal himself to be Joey Janela. There's never, there's never a good. Oh, actually, I've just realised you can't have an a, you can't have a, a wedding in AEW. You've just hired Jake the Snake Roberts. Last time you a wrestling wedding involved Jake Roberts, there was a snake in a gift. You can't do that. Congratulations to Kip Saban and Penelope Ford on your nuptials. That's lovely, lovely news. And that will do it for your cultaholic wrestling news for today. It has been a wild road to WrestleMania 36. And you know what? It feels good to be at the other side. Uh, I have my opinions on WrestleMania 36. And as I have said a couple of times in this podcast, you can check them out on WrestleMania Graded, Night 1 and Night 2. And uh, as always, I'd love to know what you think of it as well. Uh, there's a great sense of relief. Now WrestleMania is done. Like It has been the rockiest build-up to it. And it's happened. And there is just a bit of relief. But business continues. No off-season of Cultaholic. This week on the Cultaholic podcast, uh, you are getting a Royal Rumble 2000 watch-along as part of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. Myself and Matthew Gregg have recorded alternative commentary to Royal Rumble 2000. One hell of a show that features Triple H and Cactus Jack in a street fight for the WWF Championship. Oh, it's so good. And uh, we talk all over it for your pleasure. That is on there as well. We have a brand new episode of Desert Island Graps arriving on Wednesday. And I'm excited to tell you uh, that it is uh, NWA star Ricky Starks who's going to be joining me on Wednesday to chat about some of his favourite wrestling matches of all time. And a few other things as well. Uh, the classic Raw review uh, lands on Friday as well. And over the bank holiday weekend here in the UK, there is a special three-part podcast series called Three Nights, which I'm going to share with you a few more details about later in the week. That's all I'm gonna, That's all I'm going to say for now. Thank you for continuing to support Cultaholic. We could not do this without you. Stay safe. I will speak to you tomorrow. Love you. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 